Hey everyone and welcome to the Philip Show. Listen, grab your coffee. I want to say a quick shout out. Um, look at this mug. I don't know if anybody can see it, but check this mug out. Hold on. So I wanted to give a huge shout out to Omnibus. It's a brand new, um, it's a brand new business here with Jessica McGee. It's a brand new business here in Yellow Springs. I stopped by and got a brand new mug. So, you know, I always love anything mugs, anything coffee. I'm always there for it. So Omnibus is here and I'm excited about everything that they have. So the weather is breaking. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. People are going on vacation. People are starting to gather a lot more. We've come sort of out of COVID and now people are going on trips. People are staying in Airbnbs are the big things. And People are staying in bed and breakfasts, but what is the difference? And you know, what does that all mean? We're super excited today to be talking to Jim Johnson, who is the owner of 310 Bed and Breakfast in Yellow Springs, but also the journey of how do you go from where you were to now being in the industry that is so busy with everybody moving and shaking and Airbnb and bed and breakfast. So help me welcome Jim Johnson. Jim, hey. Hey, Philip. Good to, good to be with you. Good to be with you too. How's it going over there in your, um, in your Garden of Eden that I see all around you? <laughs> the birds are singing and the sun is shining. It's a lovely, lovely morning. Um, yeah, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't ask for a better day. Wow. Well, yeah, it's it's um it's beautiful outside. Yeah. And one of the things that um that we're talking about, I know you have your bed and breakfast, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to to all of that too. But you know, the show is about people's stories and people's journeys and how they got to where they are. You know, so just briefly, mm -hmm. I know your story is not brief, but <laughs> it's long and windy. Yes, it's long and windy. <laughs> So you're in Yellow Springs now, and now you have a bed and breakfast. Where did where are you originally from? I grew up here in Yellow Springs, uh, and I grew up in the house that is now my home and business. Um, uh, how I got here um, was uh, my parents were still living in the house uh, that I grew up in, and uh, they were getting older and needed help staying in the house. So one of the reasons I moved back to Yellow Springs, um, you know, I had a career in higher education. Um, Antioch had just reopened. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to help Antioch, uh, you know, secure the, the funding that they needed. I was a fundraiser. Uh, uh, so I moved back to Yellow Springs in 2012 to work for Antioch and to be close to my parents. Mm -hmm. um, and that is hard to believe. That was, uh, you know, that was ten years ago. Wow! Um, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was March of 2013 that I moved back. I'm sorry, March of 2012. Um, so it's been over ten years. But um, yeah, that's uh, it's been ten over ten years that I that I've been back in Yellow Springs, and I I I am so uh, uh, thrilled with my life um 
uh, and having being able to make that choice to move back. Yeah, I'm so excited that um, I'm so excited that you are. Listen, if you if you all don't know, Jim is a busy man. He's a uh, he has his own <laughs> business. He has a whole yeah. bunch going on. He's getting calls and everything. So. <laughs> I got, that, that was a customer, probably. Yeah, See, so <laughs> I'll call him back. <laughs> yeah, yep. trying to stay in trying to stay in Yellow yep. Springs too. I'm so excited that number one, that you're excited that you moved home. And it's so cool yeah. that that is the same, um, that's the same house. And now you're yeah. doing so many great things with it. A lot of people know Yellow Springs to be very eclectic and very inclusive and mm -hmm. have a lot of diversity. When it comes to you and your journey, you said you moved away. How has, I guess, being from Yellow Springs, how has that shaped how you kind of see things outside of here? Yeah, yeah well, the, you know, my journey away from Yellow Springs was uh, really to explore the, the world and explore myself. Uh, you know, I, I, I was, um, when I left Yellow Springs, uh, I was a conservative Republican, um, who was very closeted um and i i you know i even in, even in 1978 when i graduated from uh from high school yellow springs was very accepting of, of the lesbian population particularly that um uh, and so i knew the town was accepting but i wasn't there yet to come out um my journey took me to big cities where I, uh, that at first was Cleveland, and that's where I came out as a gay man. And um, big cities, you know, were a comfortable place to to be. Uh, uh, and I stuck with that. I'm from Cleveland. I moved to New York City, and um, it, you know, I I have been, I was blessed with a career that allowed me to to move when I when I wanted to, and I I you know I. I 10 years in Cleveland, 10 years on the East Coast, New York and Washington, D.C., and then 10 years on the West Coast, uh, living in Vancouver, British Columbia, and then Bellingham, Washington. Um, but the move back to Yellow Springs was not, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't expect to move back, um, but the opportunity was there, an exciting opportunity with Antioch. And, you know, being close to my parents was important. So, um, but Yellow Springs was, you know, um, was hard to move back to. Uh, the The population had, had changed a lot. My, my calculation is maybe a third of the population was here when I was, you know, growing up. Right. You know, two, it had turned over, you know, um, uh, enough that there weren't that many people that I knew well. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so over a couple. I had to really reestablish myself as, you know, as an individual, um, you know, finding my tribe here. Yeah. Um, it, but I have, and that's why it's uh, it's a great place for me to be. I I have my family. My parents yeah. have passed, but I have a family here. And Ye Yellow Springs is probably the only place I'd feel comfortable living in Ohio, to be quite honest. Um, it's, it's your, um, uh, you were talking, um, you were talking about, you know, you, 
initially you were Republican and then you moved away and then all of a sudden, you know, life happened. There's so many stereotypes that it sounds like you're breaking, if you will, yeah. because yeah. so many people associate, don't associate Republican with the LGBTQ plus communities. Right. So it seems like a lot of things have changed over the years. And it seems like you kind of navigated mm -hmm. through all of these changes specifically within, mm -hmm. you know, the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. From yeah. your perspective, even being in, you know, government and being mm -hmm. around all of that, what are some of the things that you have noted? And it could even be relationally. What, mm -hmm. what are some of the things that are different now than mm -hmm. what, what was when you were kind yeah. of ex jetting out to explore yeah. the world? Yeah. Uh, well, the the party, uh, the Republican Party, um, was advocating things counter to, uh, you know, my my life. Uh, that 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 started in the '80s when I was coming out. You know, we were dealing with AIDS, and um, you know, the Reagan administration wasn't doing anything. And I was, I started getting involved. Uh, there's a, there is a very good gay community in Cleveland that, that um, you know, you can, you can be a part of. And I, you know, it was very soon after moving to Cleveland that my politics started changing and it had to do with being gay and dealing with a, uh, a, a, a you know, an epidemic. Um, and, and having friends die, you know, that I just, you know, become, you know, I, it was, uh, the 80s was a real turning point for the gay community, I think, because, you know, the AIDS uh, crisis galvanized us and made us a, a stronger community, even though we had to deal with a lot of, a lot of death. Uh, yeah. So, you know, politically, it, it um, you know, I've, I've watched and and experience the 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 uh, uh, the long arc of justice. Um, you know, it. Uh, I, I think for the gay community, it it was a uh, you know it was a fairly rapid arc in comparison to other uh, sort of social justice issues. Um, but I think we're also experiencing a boomerang effect right now. Um, where it's a, you know, it's our progress is, is being, you know, um, being challenged right now. Sure. Sure. And when you yeah. were um, like looking at all of these things, how was it when it came to, um, has your view changed since like being in a relationship? Did you explore that opportunity in your life? And how's that? Yeah. Work? Yeah. I, um, so I, I came out in 84 um i uh you know found up found my community in cleveland um and was you know had a had a rich life um and i i met my first boyfriend in 87 i just graduated from law school and he moved up to live with me in cleveland and yeah i met him in dayton he's a he was a dayton boy I was uh, I was back for Thanksgiving and uh, met met Ken, uh, and we started dating. And by 
um, by April, he was he was he had moved up to Cleveland. So um, it it was, uh, um, you know, I was young and and uh, feeling like my life was uh, you know really complete. Um, but I did um, that relationship didn't last. It was five years. It was a good relationship, but it just you know uh, we're still very good friends. Um, I you know so living in Cleveland, um, you know, a good community, but you still had to be on guard. You had to filter your yourself in Cleveland, um, depending on the neighborhood or the restaurant or the, the where you were. Um, uh, and I was spending time in New York for, for work. And I was noticing when I was there how anywhere you anywhere you were in New York, you could be yourself. So I wanted to experience what it was like to, you know, live like everybody else and not have to filter yourself. Yeah. So New York gave me that experience of, of being full-time, comfortable at work, social, any place I was. I felt like I could hold hands with my, my significant other um, and, uh, and talk about whatever I wanted to talk about, whatever the issue was in public, you know, at a restaurant um, or out walking around. Uh, so it, you know, that, that broke through all the, all that sort of um, uh, sort of homophobia, internalized homophobia that you have, um, mm. you know, it was able, I was able to kind of work through that. And it's been interesting lately. I, I feel like that filter has come back because of our politics. I was just thinking that because what you're saying, what year, when you're talking about you felt comfortable, say in New York, what yeah. year, yeah. around what year? Yeah. year that was in 95. So I it's moved to New York in 95. Yeah. It's interesting to hear the, yeah. the freedom that you're speaking of yeah. in yeah. 95. And here yeah. we are in 2023. Yeah. Seems a little bit yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, if I need if I leave Yellow Springs, I feel very comfortable in Yellow Springs. I can be my 100% self. If I go to Fairborn, six miles away, that filter comes back. Sure. Yeah, and that's just the reality that I think people are going through right now. That yeah. you know, we, the the craziness of half of the country living in a different world. <laughs> you know, yeah. the Fox News world. It's you know it's. It's, it's you're uncertain and when you have that uncertainty with and there's the threat of violence again mm -hmm. i really feel like you know we're the you know the violence that we had to deal with the bashing that we were always concerned about you know about i, I was anyway in the 80s and 90s you were aware what neighborhood you were in um depending on what time of day it was or uh uh you know what the you know what the current news was so that you know yeah. you, you knew where the gay bashings were <laughs> it yeah. was it was you know it was talked about it made the news uh and you know that that we stopped hearing about gay bashing for a while <laughs> mm -hmm. but you know it we're starting to hear about it again let me ask you this do you think yeah. that because of access to communication whether it be um, truthful communication, um, misinformation, or just sensationalized 
Do you think that it is just a sense of heightened awareness and a sense of fear and a sense of urgency? Or do you really feel that, like you were talking about gay bashing, do, do you really feel like that's actually something that's happening? So I, I think we have a party that is using it to, the, to, to, uh, to speak to their base. Mm, okay. And, and so the, the rhetoric is dangerous. Sure. But they don't care. Got it. They'll use it because that's, they, they the Republican Party uses polling <laughs> to, to drive their, their rhetoric. And they know this works for them. They are good at winning. <laughs> the sure. Democrats are not that good at winning. I mean, Got it. You know, they, yeah, the, the Republicans could care less about policy. They're, 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 they're about power. Hmm. So I, I know that you said that you feel very comfortable, say, in Yellow Springs. And I want to transition to um, your ideas about Airbnbs and bed and breakfast and yeah. just experience yeah. in general. You're comfortable yeah. in Yellow Springs. Your bed and breakfast is so unique to me because in a time where everybody has these Airbnbs yeah. and um, they're just very temporary, you go in and go out, there's really nothing personalized. What sets um, 310 bed and breakfast apart from yeah. some of these other places? Yeah. That, that was very important to me to have a distinction. Um, yeah, my, my website stands alone. I, I, you know, I, I'm not associated with Airbnb. Um, I respect the, the, the business owners that go that route. Um, I think it's a, you know, it's a good service. It's, it's proven uh, itself um, as a reliable source for, for people to, to look to. Um, but yeah, it's more of a turnkey operation. You you come and go, um, and you don't interact with the proprietor. Mm -hmm. uh, and these are you're uh, talking that, about Airbnbs, correct? Yeah, Airbnb. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wanted to, I I wanted to have the experience. I wanted my guests to have the experience that I enjoyed when I went to bed. And, when I would travel, I would look for bed and breakfasts that would be become my home for that city um and the proprietors always felt like uh guides to the city and people that i would come home to they they, they made my breakfast they greeted me when i came came back from my appointments for work um they were there uh, uh and their home felt like my home because they were they were living there too um and I wanted, I really liked that experience myself. And I fantasized about doing something like this because of that experience that I was having. And, you know, when, when this, uh, uh, when the house, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the, some of the remodeling that we did for my parents to make the house livable for them aging, Mm -hmm. um, really made it work out that I could divide the house and set up a bed and breakfast like I uh, like I experienced when I um, traveled a lot for work. Yeah, it seems so um, so unique and so cozy. I think one of the things that you're getting to is with a bed and breakfast. It seems like there's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's more so, of a relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah. So my permit with the village uh, uh, is <clears throat> a different um, a, a different code than than Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Airbnb is transient guest lodging. Um, the owner does not have to be there. With the B&B code, of the, uh, it's owner-occupied. I have to be here if I have guests. Yeah. Um, so I have to, you know, make sure, uh, you know, they're they're safe and comfortable. Um, I, I I provide the morning breakfast. <clears throat> uh, so I interact with them at, at some point. I I do have a uh, a key lo a, a pin code lock system for the front door, so they can check in. They can self check in, uh, but uh, at some point we're going to cross paths because there is a there is a, a door that divides the business, the bed and breakfast side of the house, provides my access. There's just a you know just a door between us. Um, the house divides up nicely enough that. Um, the residence is, uh, you know, I don't hear them in my residence and they don't hear me, uh, yes. you know, so we are, you know, we are sharing this house. <laughs> I love it because it's so quaint. Um, and I love the fact that you're there, you're there to um, improve their experience, to make those yeah. connections. You're very close to downtown. And one of the yeah. things that I really do like about you is that you're making connections with other um, establishments within Yellow Springs to really increase yeah. the opportunities yeah. for your guests to give them yeah. options when they come so they just don't have to yeah. come and just kind of figure it out themselves. So you really are kind of that guide that gives yeah. them kind of like things to do like, hey, you can get breakfast yeah. over here. If you like some wine yeah. over here, the movies yeah. are over here. Is yeah. that, um, are you doing that intentionally? Is that yes, something that- um, it very much so. I want my guests to be able to plan, start planning their trip when they're at my website booking the trip. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I want to have links um, uh, and information about the local uh, the, the local scene, so that they can start thinking about what they're going to do and and how I can help them uh, make those connections while they're first on my website book in the room um when we on the day of the of the reservation i'm i'm texting them right away um they already have a you know i've already sent them an email giving them information about their stay but that morning i remind them of their pin code number first for the front door and that you know the the code will be active at you know, when check-in time is, is three. And then I communicate with them about uh, where to park and, and the, the room that they have, which, you know, where it is and, mm. you know, the, about the key and whether or not they're going to share the B&B with another guest. And then I always end by saying, I live in the back of the house. I am here to assist you with your stay. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good way to establish that direct communication that day that they're that they're coming and it I, th I think the guests appreciate that 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 contact and that we you know we start emailing or start texting um yeah and uh you know it uh i think it helps you know it helps make them feel welcome and that things are going to go you know as expected 
Yeah, it sounds like a, a home away from home. You do. Um, that's what. I, that's a line. I. That's one of the first sentences in my website. Oh. <laughs> Your home away from home. Oh, see, there it is. And I just got yeah. that listening, you know. Uh, one of the yeah. things that um, I love about your, you can you continue to give and you continue to provide resources and you continue to extend yourself. You're also a part of the YSKP fundraiser that's coming up pretty soon. Tell me a little bit about yeah. that and how you're involved. Well, um, thank you for, for the opportunity to, to promote the event. It's uh, coming up on Saturday, uh, this Saturday, May 13th. YSKP was a long-running theater for kids experience, a summer experience that was wonderful. And and uh, for 27 years, it 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 ran, and um, you know, kids had a wonderful experience. Some of the kids ended up, make, you know, having fabulous careers in in theater. Um, but we, you know, we had to shutter it. But we wanted to create a legacy. Uh, the, of, of the experience that kids were having. And so the money that was in the bank uh, that uh, as we were closing down the YSKP went to the Community Foundation um, to seed a scholarship. It's called the YSKP Legacy Scholarship. So a, a graduate of Yellow Springs High School um, can apply for this scholarship if, if if they're going on to to further their uh, you know their training in in theater, um, we uh, we we had a, an event. Uh, it's uh, it's a wrap party last April last October, um, and it raised another uh, five thousand. So the scholarship right now has ten thousand um, dollars in the account that is managed by the Yellow Springs Community Foundation. That's it. That's not. It's a spend down account. So, the scholarship um, is going. The first scholarship is going to be given out this uh, on Saturday to the to the first recipient. Um, our goal for the fundraiser on Saturday is to um, raise enough money to permanently endow the scholarship. Okay. You have to get to twenty five thousand dollars for the fund to be able to pay for the scholarship. Um, and, and that's what the, the, so the community foundation is managing the money and the, the, there'll be um, you know, income that comes in from the investments and that will cover the scholarship if we hit 25,000. And uh, you know, I, I wanted to have this uh, party um, for uh, the, my one year anniversary in business but I wanted it to, to connect to the community and do something important uh, and important to me. And I think important to the village, uh, important to students in the future. Um, and uh, I think uh, uh, we can hit the, we make a, a dent in that gap between 10 and 25 with the uh, silent auction. That'll be a part of the event on, on May 13th. Wonderful. So you partnered with um, a lot of people that are interested in giving as well, and you developed yeah. a silent auction, and yes. people can bid on those things and yeah. have to raise money for. So was, yeah, for the Yellow Springs has some world class artists that, that live here and work here, and uh, they have uh, you know made donations of their work, 
um, you can go to my website and uh, a link to the event and see the artists who have donated. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, uh, painters and sculptors and performers uh, who will, you know, come to your, performers will come and give you a sort of a master class in, in performance, dance, cool. theater. Um, and uh, uh, Jailhouse Suites is a, is a lovely uh, Airbnb just around the corner from me. They've donated a, a night's lodging um, as a, as an auction item. I've don donated a, a night lodging here at my uh, 310 bed and breakfast. And restaurants have given uh, gift certificates for meals. Um, we can pair them with, uh, we're pairing them with the night's lodging. Um, we have, uh, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a really interesting mix of, I think we're up to 20, 21 items wow. that are for, for auction. And you can go, that there's a virtual auction that's live now. Um, your viewers can start bidding just by going to the, uh, uh, the, the virtual auction site. Well, it but, sounds but the, like, go ahead. Yeah, the, but we'll culminate the auction the, the day of the event and, uh, you know, um, see what we see, what we raise. And hopefully we're, 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 we're close to that 25,000 mark. Well, I'm, um, I'm very excited um, about that. And it just seems to be very consistent with your, your interest in service and in helping and really building people's yeah. experiences, as well as just connecting people to different resources and different opportunities. Yeah. Jim. Well, that, that's, what, uh, that's what businesses should do. I, my dad was, my mom and dad were merchants downtown. My dad was the pharmacist ran the corner drugstore for 30 years. He believed in participating in the community. Um, it was good for business. It was good for the family. This community really, really supports the residents of the, of the village in, in so many ways. I want to make sure um, it's a very easy website. It's 310bedandbreakfast.com, all spelled out one word. 310bedandbreakfast.com, all spelled out one word. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, got <laughs> Check it. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody heard that. Go to 310bedandbreakfast.com. See um, what Jim is actually describing. See what he is talking about when he talks about having a place that you can come where somebody cares. There's going to be things that you can do, offers, and everything. Um, your entire stay can be cared for. In addition, if you take nothing else away, be of service. Find yourself in a position where you continue to connect people, you continue to relate to people, and um, everybody has the opportunity to impact somebody's life in some way, and we decide how we're gonna do that. And I'm so thankful to Jim for showing us a really great example of how to do that in a very meaningful way. So thank you so much for being here. And as usual, you are the best you in the world. I'll see you next time here on The Phillips Show. Don't wait.